this episode contains explicit language, so listener discretion is advised. Today on Monotone Wine Guys, we'll be discussing male pattern baldness. With us today is Joe Rogan's vegan trainer. (laughs) And we're joined by newcomer drag queen Anna Sphincter. (laughs) I go by a lot of loads these days. Lot of loads. You know, I think I did a show with your sister Karen loads. <laughs> I touched on Karen culture previously, slightly in a previous episode. Which episode was that? The one with Danielle. We were talking about Karen's and Trader Joe's. <laughs> talking to your ex. Your ex, huh? Such an abrasive drunk you are. Why are we always bringing her up? <laughs> Can you imagine if I was insecure? Uh-oh. I'm seeing stories lately about that guy pulled a gun on police because they asked him to put on a mask. Someone like shit in the middle of a store because <laughs> they asked her. I'm not exaggerating. Shit in the middle of a store? Dropped she, her pants and She shit at the cash register. She shit at the register of like a deli or something. So imagine walking in, you're like noon rush hour lunch break, you only have 30 minutes. You go in to get your sandwich and someone just shat in the middle of the aisle in front of you. I would because walk they out with my sandwich. Mask. I would walk out with my sandwich. But if I have to smell a turd on my way <laughs> out of the store stealing a sandwich, I consider it. Funny. I said hold the sauerkraut. <laughs> but is that what this country has come to where we're just yeah. so angry? At being told to wear a mask that we're just shitting where we sit and eat. Yeah. I wanted to know your opinion on the annexation of Texas. Is that having a resurgence? I think so. I've always been a pretty big fan of it, but I'm also not like into the hardcore American thing. I'm more proud to be Texan than American. Someone that I follow on Twitter said that Texas is basically the metro areas are hubs and everywhere else is basically Alabama. So I don't don't necessarily want to be cut off at the state lines and stuck in a union with people that have such radical beliefs. But there's no other option. And I feel like we we could really make a very cool, productive society. We've got two major international airports. We've got oil we've got cotton we've got all the crops cows uh there's tons of land i was just about to say tons of land and you know say we did annex if they were to just legalize every person that's here what well, you know into this new nation whatever it becomes like they could make lots of money on taxes if they just gave everyone citizenship we could legalize marijuana that could pay for you know school systems road systems prison reform we could get rid of prisons the only reason Texas is so far behind every other state that is of its same size population-wise, if not less, is because of religion. There's yeah. still a lot of religious ties in Texas. Yeah, we are at an Airbnb in somewhere in Utah. Uh, what's the city called? Blanding. Blanding, Utah. On a road trip to Alaska. This is- it's a little polyamory up here, but I'm not judging. Yeah, our Airbnb host, there's one man and several older women and tons of children. It's weird. Yeah, we've seen at least two women Mm -hmm. and five children. So, update on that. We're being very presumptuous. 
if we're in the background of a news segment in Blanding, Utah, just know that we are not part of the cult. So, yeah, I do feel like... (laughs) Excuse me, cut that out. I feel like we do need to talk about something kind of uncomfortable. Okay. The hiatus. (laughs) (laughs) That's your hiatus. You know, we put out four episodes and the response was, the response was overwhelming, you know, a million listens overnight. Well, the bouquets that kept showing up at the door. The bouquets, the cookies, the uh, edible arrangements. Kanye sent one of those boxes of roses, you know, you know, Chris stole it off our front porch after she- <laughs> Chris uh, sent us Juvederm. And then it's the- just been so annoying the paparazzi outside. I can't even yeah. go to the bathroom because they're podcasts, millennials, millennials, help. Sign my shirt. And the Instagram as well has at least 2 million followers. It just got really overwhelming. So we it's had to take cleanse. a sabbatical. I just oh, don't like when you say we because this is your podcast that I'm appearing on. But the episodes with you are my favorite. It's easier, A, because we're doing it person to person. And I don't have to worry about it sounding like someone's in a, sub, in, in a submarine over Zoom. We've quoted getting on a few times. And I know that a lot of people don't get the references because it's kind of an indie show yeah. that only ran for three seasons on HBO. And each season had six episodes. Long story short, it's like a micro series. But it is so... Hilarious. If you're in the medical field, I don't even think you necessarily have to be a nurse, right? Just if you're in the medical field, it's an an irreverent show about nurses and they do a pretty great job of relating it back to everyday nursing things. So I appreciated that as a nurse, but I mean, David's not a nurse and he loved it. It has Alex Borstein who won an Emmy for her role in Marvelous Miss Maisel and she plays the head nurse Dawn. And she's not foreshad. She's neurotic. She's desperate. She's impulsive. Horny. Such a good character. Niecy Nash is also in it. She has arguably the best role of the series. It's really hard because all three of the main women, Niecy Nash, Alex Borstein, and Laurie Metcalf, are all so good in all three seasons. Alex Borstein? I didn't know that was her name. She is Lois in Family Guy. She's Miss Swan on Mad TV. Did you ever watch Reno 911? Yes. With Niecy Nash? Yeah, I thought you were going to say that Alex Borstein is in it. But no, I'm thinking of the tall lady that kind of looks like a big bird that's with Niecy Nash a lot as her partner. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. I used to love that show. My parents did not like when I watched that. No, the movie was really funny. Speaking of shows that have made a movie after they've closed their run, off the top of my head, I can think of Reno 911, okay, okay, The okay. Simpsons, Sex in the City, Entourage, even though I don't think anyone actually watched that movie. The Rugrats. <gasps> that is a very good one. Jimmy Neutron had a movie. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she gets mentioned often on this podcast. Lizzie McGuire, Hilary Duff. <laughs> Hillary Duff. I don't know if I can put this on the insufferable pod, but have you ever seen the pictures of her when she got engaged? She goes out, it's paparazzi photos, so it's kind of slimy, but she goes out to her balcony and she's taking a picture of the ring against the sun. 
and then they get shots of her going inside, setting her husband on the couch, her uh, fiance on the couch, and immediately giving him fellatio. Do you get to see his dick? No, you just see you what is what it's doing. an obvious unless she's looking for the remote no way i didn't know that disney girls who have had compromising pictures slash videos have you seen the one of vanessa hudgens yes. she has that like mound of white stuff on her pinky at coachella was that it oh were you gonna talk about her nude photos that was almost a nude yeah that was legitimately 12 years ago yeah, was she even legal? 11 or 12 years ago. She was legal. Okay. Barely legal. Barely! <laughs> you know, I feel like there have been no good nude releases lately. No, because it's a violation now. It was always a violation, mm-hmm. but now with uh, women's empowerment, it's just not something that can be taken lightly. The only thing that I really took note of whenever the fappening happened, or nude gate, or whatever you want yeah. to call it, was Justin Verlander's ass in that near <laughs> selfie with Kate Upton. That doesn't do it. I want more. Wait, we got off topic. So the one with uh, Vanessa Hudgens, do you remember that video of Miley where she smoked, was like sativa out of a bong or something, and she immediately like lost her shit? Lindsay Lohan passed out in the car, passenger seat. And that video of her in Mykonos, when she's like clearly oh, incoherent, God. and she's like, this is how you party in Mykonos. <laughs> Poor Lindsay Lohan, all of her Instagram pictures. Well, first of all, she deletes her Instagram pictures at least once a quarter. And all the pictures that she posts, regardless, are all throwbacks of when she was like glamorous and popular. (laughs) Isn't she doing something right now? Like recording a new album or on a TV show or something? She did have a song called Back to Me. Anyway, but no, I don't think she has an album coming out. Last I heard, she still had like a club in Dubai or something. She has a club? Yeah, it was called Club Lohan or something. I didn't know that. That's probably not good for her. Well, it's what that reality show was based off of that she had on MTV. Remember, there were advertisements for it in New York, whatever. It was in Meek. Oh, fuck. I'm going to have to look it up. This is how you party in Mykonos. It's like, honey, this is how you party in Mykonos, bitch. She's just two-stepping at her cousin's bar mitzvah over there. That's the thing. If your star power ever fades, you can always catch a glint of resurgence if you become a meme. Suburban moms loved to root for Lindsay Lohan until it became a lost cause. But I remember even after her third or fourth arrest my mom was like oh that girl i just i know she's gonna turn it around one day i could be her best friend no one wants to watch you doodle on your ipad mother i shout out one time one time they go crazy and i just kind of lose interest so a lot of people point the fingers at her mother and father and their very tumultuous relationship and there was a voicemail that leaked i think her father actually leaked it toxic yeah, where it's horrible. it wasn't a, a voicemail it was a phone call where Lindsay calls him and she's like dad mom's on coke she's like scratching her neck she is demanding money like airing oh the laundry gosh. of the family and was the mom on coke I mean I'm sure the mom like uh, I don't know Lohan liked to Dina. party with her oh I don't know anything about him they call it a titty bib I think I put one on one time a titty bib yeah was it, it 
suffocating, sweaty? Uh, no, it was just it. It wasn't as entertaining as I thought it was going to be because it was kind of like one piece. It didn't really like bounce mm. or go, but it did look. Have you ever played with a girl's boobs? Yeah, I have. Pretty... I've never titty fucked anyone. No, I can't. In porn, I need something to grip. In porn, I don't understand when the girls are getting titty fucked and they're moaning. <laughs> like, what pleasure are you deriving from? Is your a man clitoris reaching <laughs> from a man using you like a couch cushion? Do you think that girls view nuts in the way that no. straight men view boobs? No, I don't think any girl wants a pair of nuts between her pussy. I think if I was a girl, I would be very freaked out by a penis at, at first. Like it's a very jarring spectacle in itself. I mean, especially as a woman who has never had anything like projecting out of their. Oh yeah. You've got, these, cubic region. you've got these two stubby orbs and this protruding. <clears throat> yeah, but that's biology. Like once you get over the culture shock of a penis, then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck yeah, a penis. I really hope my mom doesn't listen to this one. Vicky, if you're out there. I asked her. I love you. I asked her because on the analytics, it shows that 1% of listeners are above 60. Mm-hmm. I already asked Mimi and she said no. No, your mom her. said it was her. She has no business listening to me say the word pussy and Cunt. talk about grinder and well you made a public podcast that is neither here nor there mama welcome to the 60s okay so do you remember nikki blonsky the the girl the girl who was the lead in hairspray oh the one of the black and the white wig the lead girl yeah okay, tracy yeah. whatever's tracy Turnblad. yeah the daughter uh yeah What's his name? John, John Travolta, Travolta, which was so funny in that movie. So Nikki Blonsky made a habit on Twitter of tweeting at celebrities and saying, Hey, it's Nikki. Uh, it's Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. How are you doing, girl? I would love to be on your show. She did this with, I kid mm. you not, like 12 different people between and they 2012 were like and messages? 2015. Nope. These are Twitter mention, public Twitter mentions. Like, okay, name someone that she mentioned. John Stamos was one of them. Wait, and she wants to go on their show? Hi, I'm Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. Just want to tell you I love you and your music and all you stand for. I live in NYC to hope to meet you. Who was that to? Lady Gaga. Oh, work, mama. Anyway, Nikki Blonsky was kind of riding the coattails of Drag Race over the last couple of years. Like, she got her own... um, she got her own booth at DragCon. Ew. And um, she was on panels with a couple of drag queens. I love when she tags herself in her own post to them. Yes. Her social media is filled with desperate takes exactly like this. And there's a video of her going live on Instagram when her account got hacked. And she had mascara tears running down her face. And she was like, you guys. This is not me. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to put a Nikki Blonsky summation on the. Uh, I didn't know any of this about her. I'm shocked. I guess I've never seen her since. Right. It's a big ball of cringe. So the reason that I bring this up is because now the cancel culture is becoming more prevalent than ever. Mm-hmm. She had an incident with an America's Next Top Model candidate in 2008, Bianca Golden who was given the villain edit on the show. So it didn't bode well that she was, um, she had an altercation with Nikki Blonsky in an airport in which Nikki's father assaulted 
Bianca Golden's mother actually knocked her unconscious in the middle of the airport. And then Nikki and Bianca got into it. Anyway, this was in 2008, but it came up in light of, um, you know, racial equality. Mm-hmm. And she got canceled immediately after coming out as gay. Who? Nikki Blonsky. She came out as gay on Instagram, like in the middle of June and not soon after that. Someone posted on Twitter the interview with the Bianca Golden Girl on the Tyra on the Tyra Banks show talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> and so she got canceled for a 12-year-old incident in which she wasn't the main assaulter. Yeah. But it's so ironic because she was trying so, so hard to gain relevance again and to, like, try to find the spotlight. This is obviously going to be a very defensive topic as we have very differing views on the outcome of All-Stars 5. Mm. Not difference of appreciation um yes i would say that's definitely the case okay. you should keep your identity anonymous because it your anonymous your opinions miss cracker are... should have won <gasps> and not only because i i think that i like comedy queens more but she won more challenges she won the last two like so if anything you know okay shaded great at first kind of like um brooklyn heights did but then towards the end of the season another one runner comes up but of course i knew from day one that they were not gonna let miss cracker win so i'm not upset about it shaded fantastic and she slays you owe an apology to all the bottoms swerving in traffic right now miss cracker's outfits alone she didn't deserve to win the backyard ball. She's white. First of all, yes, and she was extremely white when she forgot to put on eyebrows for yeah, the entire episode. Okay, so she doesn't look as good as the other two. She looked like an exploded can of biscuits in exactly. that lip sync against Roxy. Exactly. I forgive it because she was so funny, and you know what? I like Jujubee too. I think any of them could have won. Literally, how can you deny the facts that on a report card? Cracker looks better. Because if you give Shay three wins leading up to the finale, then the audience isn't as engaged because they know what's coming. It's the same reason that Gigi Good won four challenges only to be shafted. Same with Brooklyn Heights. Yep. It's a narrative that the show gives. There's also one other common narrative in all of those three people you just listed. Tell me. You guess. You said Brooklyn oh, Heights, Gigi Good. Oh, is it because they're white? Yes, it is. There was... Um, an argument about white mediocrity whenever Sasha beat Shay in season nine. And then immediately afterwards, Trixie beat Shangela. Granted, it wasn't her fault, but that's whenever white mediocrity first became like a issue, not issue, but it became prevalent in the drag race community. And I see it for sure. And so that's why I think that they've um, maybe felt like that is damage control. Yes. Shay should have won. Evie, oddly, I'm not so sure, especially since she said she regrets winning and could not wait for the new person to win. And she backed Jeffree Star, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah, so like, how can you fight that Brooklyn wouldn't have been a better winner than... Brooklyn is Evie. so arrogant as the okay, host of Canada's Drag not Race now. Not denying that, not denying she that. Tweeted and not she, on the point. She tweeted a few weeks ago and was like, is there an All-Stars winner yet? Like, she's not even keeping up with it. It's so beneath her now. Like, relax. You had one mediocre run on a regular season and they had to give you Canada's Drag Race because you made that your brand. But yeah, good for her. She's awesome. And I think she would have done way better than Evie Oddly. But Evie Oddly was hella talented. I'm not denying that. 
Then you go to someone like Gigi Good, who was, I mean, how can anyone dislike her? Because again, she was arrogant and she claimed to be a fashion queen, but the majority of her runways were costumes. Some of them literally out of the bag costumes, but aka they, her entrance. They weren't out of the bag, though. It's the problem. <clears throat> they were all handcrafted by her mom. I showed you the pattern that someone on Reddit found that was her pirate look yeah. from like a Joanne Fabric looking uh, Halloween package. I don't know how you're denying that Gigi Good's mom slash designer is brilliant. Then she should be competing on the show. But that's not the point. The point is she looked flawless and yes, they were costumes, but like they were handcrafted costumes. It's not like they were just bought like a wig, you know, like they took time to make those things and she was funny. And even though things that weren't her strong suit, she did well in like the, the comedy challenge. Go it's, fuck yourself, Gary. Oh, that was hilarious. So hilarious. For for her, oh, that is really went, great. Uh, that time she said, bitch, honey, I was shook. That oh. time that she convulsed on the stage, honey, I was triggered when she got thrown while holding the dog as Izzy Stevens. Yeah, she was funny. That well, was Jan throwing her. That was not Gigi Goods. It was funny. No, funny. Well, okay, but Jada, Jada is the only one I'm going to question a little bit. I don't know that I agree with her winning. This has everything to do with how certain people perceive Drag Race. Some people like us think the funniest queen should yeah, win that's my problem and then some people people who are in the actual community or in the drag circuit they probably feel like someone like jada should win because oh. she's an elegant woman and succeeded in all of those things in addition to being elegant which brings me to jujubee i love the comedy queens the ones that are funny that's just me and i think jujubee did that for me but so did cracker and so did shay sometimes but shay's more serious Shay should have won. You're right. But report card wise, no. Okay. So the way I think it should have gone, the backyard ball win should have gone to either Juju B or Shay. Obviously Juju B. Amber. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't want to come. <laughs> and her, me. the dress that she Alexa. made, the dress that she made might've had like a minor seam issue. Yeah. But Miss Crackers, like the shoulder straps on her thing were like, Jujubee should have won that challenge. Yeah. Because it was out of her element. You know, mm. she's not going to go to a backyard barbecue. And Cracker will try and be desperate on anything. I get that. The dress was the same colors or skin tone. And it wasn't drag. And it's like Thorgy looked like Stevie Nicks. Mm -hmm, and Miss mm -hmm. Cracker looked like a homeless person trying to be Stevie Nicks. And why did she do that at the end when she got down to the runway where she was like, ah. Because she's so tiny, she has no, to like tiny. make herself look big. Okay, and what the fuck was her the finale lip sync when she like uncorked her tits and dust like went on the stage? What was she trying to convey? I don't know. Because people are saying it was Madonna. dust, it was glitter, it was salt because cracker. But either way, it was just. I know. Okay, so Jujube should have won backyard. Then what was next? Then yeah, Cracker deserved to win the stand up, and I think because <laughs> it works. Yeah, I mean that's just because the other three were good. They just weren't as good. Blair got a bad edit. Okay, Blair got a bad edit, but she also was not prepared. Plus, for... I was totally 
thought she was going to go home. Like I didn't think it was season ten. Girls lost. Ooh, we didn't even mention Alexis Mateo on backyard barbecue. Okay, yes, Jujubi should have won, but Alexis Mateo should not have gone home in my opinion. No, not at all. And everyone was dogging her for the fact that she pulled off that wig to show off that like you know shorter, oh, uglier wig. But that was part of the character. Like if Cra- if Cracker is allowed to go full ugly, then why isn't Alexis allowed because to do the that same? Wig had been chewed up by dogs. That was the point of the character. That wig was not good. I mean, at least buy a nice wig and then kind of mess it up. But don't just buy a dirt wig and then not do anything to it and stick it on. Like, that wig was garbage. But she did look like Consuela or whatever Uh she said her name was. She's like, Conchita. But But Alaska nailed it. She was like, the entire thing was basically just Latinx stereotype. Latinx. (laughs) It was. But yeah, and then her uh, eleganza dress with that like hoop skirt made out of the inflatable yes, pool. Yes, so cool. And then she like had those uh, shards of the solo cups uh-huh. as her. And if we're gonna forgive, if we're gonna forgive Juju B's hemline or whatever you want to call it on her dress, we can forgive the hemline on the pool where it was kind of like tilted, wonky when she went up there. I thought that was just because of how the way she was walking. Well, Carson identified both problems. It's oh. like we forgave Juju B because it looked great, but. We didn't forgive the pool like it's off dimensions or whatever you want to call it. I thought it was fantastic. So then ideally, who would have gone home that episode? Blair St. Clair. Yeah. And then Alexis probably would have done good in the comedy challenge, don't you think? Another reason you can't say that Cracker deserved to win the season is because her snatch game was an awkward pile of bones. Yes. Well, yeah, it wasn't great. Okay, and you're right, Shay did awesome, but so did Juju B. And Alexis Mateo. See, if she would have been there, she would have had a great shot at winning the ultimate crown, even though I don't think she would have. Shay should have still won. That's why I don't think track records and all-stars have any sort of relevance. Because on Wikipedia, yeah, it looks really bad. Uh, for instance, this season, Shay was in the bottom three times, but not uh, due to her own right. fault. It was just because of the format for the some reason. Season 10 girls lost All-Stars 5. Mayhem. There was like an entire laundry list of things that she did that pissed me off. She forgot the words to her own song in the talent yeah. show. Well, She voted for herself to go home. Completely gave up. Like, I'm sorry that you figured out early on that you weren't going to win, but that doesn't mean you give up. Like, that's disrespectful to the other queens who have put all their time and money into it. Her insurance look came from Amazon and she bragged about it. That's strike three or four or five. I lost count. You just, I just, I just don't get it. Like, you know, that going into all stars, you're going to be subjected to buffoonery clownery. And so you need to be prepared for the fact that this is not going to be like your regular season. You're going to get fucked at some point. Just because they they know that you're so desperate to come back that you'll let them say do. You're being so mean about me. I mean, yeah, she sucked, but if she hadn't have given up, and if and if Angina hadn't done it like two se- two Angina episodes before, was a wasted cast. Yes, she I was, and the fact that she got she brought two looks for each category, girl, and then you voted yourself off the second episode when she looked like an egg. Okay, if you could pick any drag queen to replace her with, you know that would be eligible for all stars. Who would you put in her spot? Asia O'Hara. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Monotone White Guys. Join us next time where we'll be discussing the incel movement and what it means to become an independent. 
It's been a real treat talking. No, in the monotone white guy voice. I'm trying to do that. I don't even remember it. Okay, just why do you force me to do things I don't want to do? Oh, this is definitely going in. <laughs> Good. I hate this shit. <laughs>